two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right, boys and girls in Christ, back at the altar of <laughs> of sin and contemplation once again glaze how are you man welcome to the podcast hey thank you hi uh how are you i'm doing great uh, oh, thank you for having me glad to hear it sure. my friend <laughs> sure anytime <laughs> come back anytime the, the end of every podcast that person never comes back seriously anytime you want to come back just um guys you know a lot going on in the world is it time to pass Freudian slip onto someone else, you know, a whole, I don't know if you do an election or you just say who wants it, you know, and you, you give somebody else the slip for a while. Freud, you know, thank you for all your service, all your military, uh, all your military. What are those called where you do a mission maybe, or like a, um, deployment. Thank you for all those. And you know, it's, it's time for John Lithgow to be the guy who's associated with the slip now. John Lithgowian slip. Oh, um, Lithgowian. I, sure. I think you gotta if you gotta ease into it with somebody whose name already sounds a little bit like Freudian. So Whoa. like oil can Boydian slip. <laughs> you could That's go with uh, call it a John Slipgow. If you really Ooh, if you're trying to be That's coy true. with it. Um you know, it's a little bit too late for Freud, but I was thinking that it'd be nice to require that the person named this thing is alive. So Freud would have to name his successor, and then that person would name their successor when oh, they die. Oh, right. So, if you have a good thing named after you before, on your deathbed, you say, I'd, I'd like to pass uh, the slip on to Johnny the Lith Man. Right. <laughs> right. But give him a say. It's his slip. You know, Freud's slip to begin with. You got to let him... Have a right. little say in the next guy that or next person that has it. It's kind of like when the guy tried to pass on big man on campus to me when he graduated. I was like, I was already way more popular than you, but but thank you very much. <laughs> 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 no, of course not. Uh, I feel like Freud would never have given up the slip. Uh, so, but but now I think every chance Freud is canceled. Oh, right? I mean, I, I don't know what he was up to, but he had to have been completely incorrect in everything he was doing. Right. Yes. With women or whatever. He was probably like, well, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to put any bad ideas out into the world, but what, what ideas do you guys have? Just slipping all over the place <laughs> with, uh, yeah, or a nip slip, the Freudian, you know, hey, you may not uh, slip a peek at, at women the way you've been doing there. Mr. Freud, we we look back on you with uh, less favor than we'd like. All your great contributions to the world of uh, psychology? Psychiatry. Psychiatry. Very different. Psychiatry, right. It's like astronomy versus astrology 2.0. No, not that different. Uh, No, not that different. I don't don't actually know the difference. I think that uh, they're just different. I think psychiatrists can, can give you medicne. Okay. Psychologists yeah, just talk psychology about psychology is 
just like, yeah, how's everybody doing? And then psychiatry is always, you're trying to have sex with one of your parents. <laughs> psychiatry is, is not bad, thanks. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just one talking to the other. And it's kind of a, a self-contained uh, wing of a college, the psychiatry department and the psychology department. Everybody was trying to be a psych major for a while. Remember when that was trendy? Like, like, oh, yes, I'm a psych major. No, right. They didn't even, psych majors did not know what that meant. I'm telling you right now. They certainly didn't become <laughs> psychiatrists. You know? Every psych like, major a, I knew. I'm a psych major meant, like, I think I'm able to, what were they saying with being a psych major? They were saying something. They're not, they're like, I'm, I'm too cool to be a doctor and I'm too smart to be a business major, I think is what they were trying to say. Right. Yeah, get, get inside of your brain and destroy you, you know, figure out everything about you, figure out your deepest fears. And, uh, right. I'm the one to do that. I want to destroy you what, from within. What maybe? they say, that not what me. <laughs> yeah. All their words. I didn't say <laughs> I was not I a psych major. <laughs> I've never done a single thing wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting stuff. Uh, you know, who can write medicine and who can't, who's to uh, say, should we be able to set up our own, build our own shop, brick and mortar and, uh, you know, sell our own medicine. I, I wonder. Or, or yeah, just open up a psychiatry office and just put psychiatry in quotes <laughs> and that's probably fine, right? Yeah. Start the psychiatry thing in, in your garage and, um, see what kind of traction you get. I, I real quick on garages, uh, <laughs> people are always like oh yeah i started this company in my garage can you believe that like yeah like don't go build a skyscraper first i i'm here to tell you you're, you're damn right you started it in your garage yeah do you think they even did or was it just like uh you know sometimes i was in my kitchen sometimes in my dining room i honestly think yeah not enough people have garages they started it in their basement or their kitchen the, the garage is a lie for many reasons yeah, the garage. I mean, you're looking at comfort-wise, there's no climate control in a garage. Right. Not usually, at least. So depending on where you live, it's going to be kind of cold in there in the winter or too hot in the summer. Right. Freud himself didn't even start his own psychiatry business in his garage. Yes. Yeah, you, know? so you got to take these garage guys to a lie detector test, <laughs> you know, hook them up and ask them the real tough questions. Oh, there and we then, go. Right. And if they're lying, then, you know, the person that outs them as the liar gets their business. Right. The lie detector test administrator gets to take over the company. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Have we talked about like recreation? I feel like this was talked about one time on the podcast before, like recreational lie detector use. You can just go like the way you can go throw an axe and drink a beer. You can just go hook <laughs> up to a lie detector test. And yeah, throw an machines? axe while you're hooked up to it. I never understood the machines at the <laughs> pharmacy and the grocery stores. You stick your arm in and it, it tells you your blood pressure, I think. Yeah. Or your heart rate. You just yep. turn that into a lie detector. Right. Pop a quarter yeah. in there, ask a couple questions, see if you're lying. Right. Oh, I like that. Right. Just the, uh, that might be the business. That might be the big idea. Yeah. What's the big idea? I think, uh, right. Just. Turn all we're, sharks. We're here to turn all the blood pressure machines into lie detector tests. Yeah, and it's like if you if you pay an extra quarter, it cuts your arm off if you're lying. Your arm's <laughs> already in there. That's the punishment for lying. 
Yeah, I think they could do a, right, something where the arm is, yeah, how do we take, how do we stand on the shoulders of, so we've already stood on the shoulders by by doing the uh, lie detector test, but how do we involve the arm as part of the punishment for lying? I guess cutting it off. I, I don't know why I, I basically deemed your idea on the right track, but no, what else? Yeah, yeah a no, no. violent. I mean, maybe they could just... Um... Like I was a bad teammate heart. there. I was a bad teammate there for a moment, Glaze, and I apologize. It's okay. I, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. What, um, what about since Glaze's idea wasn't good enough? Like, uh, what about uh, like it holds your arm there and then uh, some guy comes and gives you a really embarrassing tattoo on your arm? Oh, there we go. Good. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, something. Isn't that better than what Glaze had? <laughs> yes. Yes. The competing ideas. Um, Arm holding machine. No, I yeah, off off track here. Um, but Walgreens and their sit down and strap in machines, I think, could be a whole new uh, line of pitches for sure. And yeah, just just a shame that Glaze's idea wasn't very good. No, my God, <laughs> that was not my intention with that. Um, along the uh, the medicine line of thinking here, fellas, while I have you here. Um, there's a commercial for uh, MS. Uh, the product is Ocrevus. And in the spirit of representation and such, I wonder if those people have to have MS, the actors they got for the commercial. What, what do you think? It'd be nice if they did. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice if the people that were filming the, the commercial chose people that were suffering from that situation. Gave them a little bit of something, you know, boosting them up a bit. Right. Because I, I don't want anyone to it. have it. No, of course, of course not. Yeah. I would not want them to like make someone catch the yeah, disease in- inject, because they were short on actors. Them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the spirit of, I, I think we're seeing this type of thing in other ways. Like, oh yeah, you know, representation, get, get folks who, um, you know, let's say like a gay role, like let's get a gay guy to play that role so on and so forth. Uh, I was wondering about commercials like that. Like, I wonder if these folks really have it or if this is um, one of the ones that where the representation hasn't gotten to that yet. Great question. Great question. And not all questions are meant to be answered as we've, we've seen on this uh, podcast many times, um, which is why I think we'll, we'll take a, uh, yeah, what, what about a left turn makes that like the wrong way? Like we'll take a left turn into a like, right turn could be just as wrong. And not to mention what, three rights is a left? Or three wrongs, three wrongs don't make a right. Glaze. <laughs> uh, well, I was, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about back to the Freud, the Freud situation we were talking about. You've got Freud, um, now I think Heimlich actually lost control of his maneuver. I don't think it's named okay. after him anymore. I think that okay. I think he got canceled. Right? I think he got he canceled, canceled for and before canceling was even a thing that happened to a lot of people. I don't know what Heimlich did, but I think that he upset the wrong people and uh, or the right people. And it's just called the like, whole thing was just a scam and a way of groping women, just like everything. Oh happened. yeah. Oh. They call it the Heimlich something else now. They forgot to change <laughs> The Heimlich slip. He actually got the Freudian slip. And uh, Heimlich gave, you know, this is the Freud maneuver. Uh, yeah. 
They no, held a I bunch can't. of town hall meetings <laughs> to, to change, get Heimlich's name off of that maneuver. <laughs> and then they all agreed. And then they just accidentally called it the Heimlich. Uh, yeah, what's another word? What's the synonym for maneuver? Um, move, the Heimlich move. Heimlich mover. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you know, Glaze, what, what uh, tragedy befell old John Heimlich? I'd have to Google it, which I think is frowned upon. Uh, no, nah. and it's going to take too long. So yeah, I'll just make something up. I think he just started uh, also uh, doing whatever Freud did. You know, telling okay. everyone they were obsessed with their mothers, and no one wanted to hear it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what he did. What about why can lifeguards just read a book? You know, are they? They're like, uh, oh, I guess know. we're gonna. I'm gonna hear <laughs> if somebody's struggling, right? Are they trained to hear? You know, they're just sitting there reading Harry Potter. We're like, you know, they're like trained to hear. Yeah, just reading about how Harry Potter, you know, is hooking up with Gryffindor, and uh, meanwhile, so I, I feel like, oh, maybe a, uh, maybe a like, like a secret shopper, go in there and uh, pretend to drown once in a while for a lifeguard. Yeah, I was gonna ask, have you ever actually seen a rescue by a lifeguard? I've never seen one. Trying to think. I haven't been around a ton of lifeguards in my day, but I've been around enough. You'd think that, like, if they're actually they're being hired to do something, you'd think that they would have to do it at least one time. In my presence. I feel like I feel like I've walked up to the like aftermath of it, um, but like didn't I don't remember ever seeing. Um, but I remember the lifeguards diving off the stand after their shift once in a while and be like, "Oh wow, they're like allowed to do that. Get in the pool. That's pretty nice. Nice perk of the job." <laughs> yeah, reading is a punishment, but being able to dive off the thing is nice. <laughs> right? Yeah, they had to uh, dive with the book. That that was the tough <laughs> book gets all wet. But um, fellas, talk me through this one if you have a moment here. Um, like when a character has tattoos in a in a story, right? Just like all right, Jesse Pinkman has that like arm tattoo. Like that never comes up. He's never like, yo, my tattoo, blah, 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 whatever. And like the makeup guy just has to put that tattoo on him every day. What the hell's like waste of send that money to somebody else? Don't they have like some nice tattoo technology where it's on there for 90 days or something like that and it goes away? Maybe, yeah. And he just goes to the bar at night with that tattoo, I guess. Yeah. Tattoos, yo. Yo, new science technology of tattoos, yo. That's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, take that tattoo off. <laughs> It'd be interesting. So you got you got this makeup person putting a tattoo on him every every day or every 90 days or whatever. And then let's say like uh, 10 years later, he decides like that was such an important part of my life. I'm going to get that tattoo. Uh, do you think the makeup person's upset? Because they wasted so much time doing this thing that then <laughs> just becomes part, you know, just there every day. Right. Right. Or were they happy for the work? Yeah, maybe conflicted. Conflated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a real conflagration of emotions probably, I would have to imagine, where, you know, oh, I'm, I wish he had just recognized my artistry back then. But at the same time, I was happy to have the job. And I bet when you... Just make the same drawing every day. I bet you it's it's second nature and you're you're good to go. 
Second nature, yo. Um, <laughs> it's old time and you can never go wrong with it. Right, uh, right. Nice tattoo, I, kid. Mike. <laughs> I, or maybe, you know, they just think, um, hey, life's funny sometimes, you know. Do a, do a new tattoo every day. Or, yeah, see if anybody notices. Just No, I mean, just finally when he gets the tattoo officially from someone else. And then, you know, he sees him at the cast reunion. What they get, I guess they probably wouldn't be invited to the cast reunion. Some ah. makeup guy. Well, they stage a fight where Jesse gets his shirt ripped off. <laughs> 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 and that tattoo gets revealed right in front of the guy who did the art for it every day on in the makeup yes. room. <laughs> it says just it's got a picture of the makeup guy <laughs> underneath it and it says this guy could never do this tattoo as well <laughs> yes they stage a fight with uh, Mike and Jesse go ahead what would that sound like <laughs> show me your tattoo kid it's fake yo I get it applied every day didn't it occur to you to maybe just have the tattoo be permanent, kid? Um, well, yeah, That's I think. Really good. Thanks, man. I think we're. I think Eisenberg. we're. <laughs> yes, that was uh, that was the um, the flamenco guys who Malcolm. sang the Poyos Hermanos theme song. Uh, um, yes, moving right on down the the podcast's uh, circus circuit here um what's the next bobblehead glaze you mean like uh the next person to put on a bobblehead or the next thing to Stand replace on the shoulders for me we we have so bobble and we have a body what, part yeah what do you new function next? new body part please and uh i guess it depends i mean you got to think of like what's the what's the feature on the person uh it could be different for every person um oh kind got, of a roving a roaming or roving i, I like I feel uh, like like you got a guy with really big ears and you you set up the bobble ears hmm. i don't know who's got like uh who's got big ears ross ross perot famously ross perot probably that guy mike i, I can't really picture his ears they got big ears yeah. walter <laughs> right. all yeah, the there better is. for hearing with <laughs> seems like a big eared guy <laughs> You know, you know who's got huge ears is Ellen DeGeneres. She's got the biggest got ears. Big I've ever ears, seen. yo. Oh yeah, uh, she does have big ears. So you put well, you put some up, bobble ears, ears on her. <laughs> my ears were very much a part of my uh, my act, and it really shaped my career. My ears. I don't know how how does Ellen talk? Just like that. Just like that. Um. All right. Will Smith's ears are pretty small, but they kind of stick out. They might be good to bobble. Oh, right. Let's not focus on the size, but more the protrusion, mm. you're saying. Yeah, it's more of a, uh, he's got the he's got the wingspan, but not the, uh, yeah, Mike, they're two sides of a, the same coin. Mike from Breaking Bad's ears are just like glued to his head, I feel like. Oh, no, <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of just any, maybe I'm thinking of like some old guy I, I knew, I know personally. Maybe. It's uh, it's it's hard to say without using words. Um, yeah. Yes. That. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, or like, uh, what about like, a whole scene that gets acted out by Bobbling? Like the you said Will Smith, and you know, I don't, I don't think it's all that interesting of a thing. But like the the slap, the Chris Rock Will Smith oh. slap. It's something where you shake it around, and Will Smith stands up, walks over, slaps him, and then walks back to his to his chair. Right. A whole account. One. Yeah. That reenacts famous things with bobbleheads. The bobble. So slap. yeah. Bobble slap. <laughs> it's all just reenacted slaps throughout history <laughs> with bobbleheads that aren't the people involved. Right. You can get your friend's face put on Chris Rock's head or body or whatever. And, uh, oh, right. Pay a premium price. Have the bobble slap guys. <laughs> right. Put your head on. It's like, oh, my friend Will likes Smith. to play tennis. Let's put a tennis racket in, in Will Smith's hand and put <laughs> my friend's face on Will Smith. Right. It's like cameo for bobble slap. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably make a million bucks if you make a bobble slap. With just Will Smith and and Chris Rock just <laughs> make, make them make the make the, the hand kind of bobble and slap them. I think you make a million dollars in a couple weeks. Yeah, what do you need? You need a, a 3D printer and a couple um, couple interns. Couple people. Yeah, couple, <laughs> a couple people interns that know how to make 3D printing things. <laughs> couple people willing to have those golf ball things put all over their bodies so they can test out the motion. <laughs> I think it'll only work if we get the real actors to do it. You're going to have to get Will Smith and Chris Rock Right, to put on real 3D printed masks of the people who sign up for the service. (laughs) Oh, man. Chris Rock just having to get slapped over and over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say was in it for me? (laughs) Um... (laughs) No, I don't believe that is how the man speaks. Um, look, I, I wasn't about this idea either, Chris. Terrible, Will Smith. Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> thought that was Mike from Breaking Bad. It's a pretty good service, kid. Smoke up. Um, okay, so yeah, we're in the world of deep fakes here, fellas. You got to be careful out there. You certainly do. But I think where this could come in handy is like, oh, so-and-so died and we're, we got one more season of the show. Like, I think you, you do a deep fake. And I think that's where the technology is good. Or like somebody dies with, and they had 10 more minutes of the movie to film. All right, deep fake the rest. Yeah. Oh, that's what they're already... fake to watch the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. To um, have a screening... Have everybody in the audience uh, be deep fakes. Pay, <laughs> pay deep fakes to be in the audience. Um, have them get some of the actors' money. Yes. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, that's not to say it's over. I just sometimes you should say thank you in the middle. It's what we're famous all right, so uh, I got a question for you guys. Um, we've got like we got BC and AD, right? BC before Christ, I guess, is or before Common Era. If you're if you're into the if you're not into Christ, and then AD after death, 
I don't know what hmm. the Anno Domini. Anno Dominito. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you think we're going to get more of those things? Any a third, oh. a third version of that? PD for present day. Present day. I think you, you got to have like an event, right? You got to say like, uh, all right, we're cutting off. AD is done. We're in this other thing now. Oh, a ceremony, right? Hey, guys. Hey, look, we appreciate all the work everybody's done over the years to pres- uh, preserve the historical society. Uh, we've, we've once and for all BCs out. And everybody starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But I think We're 2022 PD is good, like present day. Yeah, just started started this year, January 1st, 2022. I think like uh, I was thinking about what could cause a new era and, and COVID, uh, after COVID, AC. Oh, right. AC after right. Air conditioning. The air conditioning yeah. unit itself. Atlantic City. Yes. Right. ACSlater.com. We'd have to then like change, right? Like this is like three, right? Or two, two AC. We'd have Active to combat. I'm still thinking of AC. Right. Sorry. <laughs> we'd have yeah. to do what? Oh, uh, no, nothing. We'd, we'd have to just decide. Like it's got to. We got to know what's happening. Like this thing happened. Let's do it. It's just time. It's right, time for a new. Right. Time for a new time time zone or whatever. You yeah. Time, time for a new step in the hair washing process. What about uh? T-Y-A-O for um, 10 years after Obama. That, oh, yeah. that's good. You know? Yeah, I was thinking... Really specific. <laughs> <laughs> right. Really specific in short eras. <laughs> yeah, one-year time frames. <laughs> and this, of course, is uh, T-Y-A-O. <laughs> oh, yeah, name, sure, sure. Name every year something would be nice. Instead of a number, oh. name it after, you know, like this. Yeah, 10 years. Right, just give years I mean, people happens. names, too. Keep them straight right. that way. Hurricane names. Yeah, this year's <laughs> Fred. Yeah. Back this in is Fred bad. is when I heard my toe. <laughs> right. Oh, we're talking way back in Jonathan. Give him last names, too? <laughs> Jonathan DeGregorio. <laughs> right. The... Uh, the What's up with this way of saying it? In the year of our Lord, 1628. Is that, you guys are familiar with that way of saying, I suppose, A.D., right? Oh, in the year of our Lord. Cer- I think Certainly isn't the 10 years after Obama thing. I think yeah. it's a, uh, just like, if you're Christian, you say that for every year. You say it for every year. It's such a weird way of saying it. In the year of our Lord, 1327 or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, right, why stop there? Just everything is of our Lord. The meal of our Lord. Yeah, do they, do these, these people walking around saying that, are they only saying it in context of, of the Lord? Like they're already in church? Somebody just walking down the street saying it. It's always in movies, I think. Hmm. Ah, the year of our Lord. Interesting stuff. Anno Domini. Uh, B.C., and yeah, I think, uh, well, as we've talked about on the podcast a few times, I think there does need to be, I don't know if it, you call it a dimension or what, because there's, you know, past, present, and future. But are we going to be like, oh, right, there was this fourth one, kind of like how, you know, uh, 
gender is a social construct. Time, as we know, is a social construct. So that means that this uh, at least one more is going to pop up. Yeah, I agree. Or maybe yeah. we'll flip back to BC or something like that. We'll flip back to only two. The present is out. There's Because honestly, there's an argument to be made for there's no such thing as the president. There's no such thing as the president. The present. <laughs> um, there, there is an argument to be made for that. I don't think it's a strong one. No, what, uh, what, well, what is the argument? What's the, uh, what's, what uh, dispels it? Top, do both sides. I think the only, the only argument I'm aware of, like there is no past and there is no future. There's only the present. Oh well, that one obviously is wrong. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. In that, like. All right, five minutes ago we were talking about something. What's that? Not the present. <laughs> we weren't. We weren't talking about anything. We yes, were, we were. We only, recorded it. It's only right. <laughs> <laughs> I can prove it. Now all you can do is listen to a thing. But that's well, just I already present. made this argument one time before. Where like I tried to say there's no such thing as facts. You can just be like, well, no, like I don't do facts or whatever. It's like a nihilistic or whatever you called it. <laughs> You're like, all right, well, no, you can prove that fossils are really from dinosaurs because no, no, you can't. I, the dinosaurs aren't real, like whatever. <laughs> Just like a drop out of society mentality with regard to, you know, defending points. Right. I think this is a real one, though, that 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 is out there that like, you know, some weirdos who get to claim that they're scientists think, too. There's there's a couple of them. The one of them is like the time is not linear, which so that means like there's really no past and no future, and there's kind of only the present. And then there's another one that's like time is running in both directions at the same time. So it would there wouldn't be again a past and a future in the way that you're saying. There would be kind of just time. Kind both of. things are BC. You think these yeah, guys? Yeah, be BC on either side. Yeah, you got these guys saying this. Like, obviously, it's not true, or it doesn't. At least right. I can't understand it. And they can just go out there saying this stuff. They go around saying it. They don't. And they like, don't understand it either. I saw the movie Tenet, which is, I think, one of those things, and it made no sense. I sat there staring at it and um, didn't understand it. But you know, you can't just go around saying, "Oh, yeah, time is uh, is moving in seventeen different directions." Uh, because I think it is. And then they have a bunch of wacky math that proves that it's true. Right. But then like their colleague, you know, uh, scoops them and it, it has a bunch of other math that proves that that guy's an idiot. So, right. Huh. So who's right? No, none of them are right. If like you said, it's obviously all stupid and wrong. Like time is just exactly or, what we think it is. Oh yeah. Or who cares? I guess it's probably like, it's whatever we experience. Right, uh, the the time traveler's wife. <laughs> well, that's a good one, Glaze. I like to. Uh, I like a. You know what's the new one? Because I I I think we've been stuck on past, present, and future for too long. I think of what a city councilman. <laughs> we're gonna have a fourth one. <laughs> we're yeah, some a fourth some time country. Thing. Some country uh, votes on it and says, "All right, we're called. We're doing a, a third era now." Uh, yeah, does certain countries go by? Is it South Korea or Korea as a whole goes by age differently? They just count it 
differently than we do? Yeah, so I think yeah, you start at one. one. Right, right, so they're just a year, year older than us. That's uh, right. And they can just do it. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're going to say, like, this is after, this is 10 years after Obama for us, too. This, <laughs> this is three years after Parasite won the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what about um, some different theme nights for, like, baseball games? It's past and present. The football no, like, theme. <laughs> right, where they play football instead. Yeah, just give out <laughs> give out footballs. No, but like, um, okay, we're having a four hundred pound coach night where each team is going to have a four hundred pound coach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anti fat shaming um, awareness night. That's good. That's really so, like. Good. They've been training these 400 pound guys to be coaches for <laughs> in like for the past year leading up to this night, or they've been having a real coach just trying to put on a bunch of weight. Yeah, I, think <laughs> uh, I think if you if you're like you know Buck Showalter was out of a job for a couple of years, he was with the Orioles, and then he um, wasn't anymore, and I think he's working for someone now. The Mets, but, yeah, I saw him the, the other Mets, night. That's right. So, uh, but if you know he wanted a quicker way to a job, he would just quickly put on a couple hundred pounds and then just wait for that four hundred pound night. And then <laughs> he's he's the best four hundred pound coach out there, even if he's right. not the best that's regular true, coach yeah. and can't can't get a job right away as the regular coach. Oh, interesting. First draft pick for sure. If they do a draft, which is they might have to, because I don't think that it would be the easiest thing to come by. No. And yeah, an like, interesting part about that movement is like the slur is right in the name. Like that's fat shaming. Well, like you're calling the mean word it still in the in the defense of the people. So that that in itself is is fat shaming. Which which thing was fat shaming? The four hundred pounds? <laughs> no, the um just calling it fat shaming. You're still oh. being like, oh, well, you're calling the people fat too, even even though you're calling out the shame part. You're still so, still saying fat too, which is what people would call the mean part. It, it, no, I'm, I'm barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, it's no, interesting they don't call point. it weight weight shaming. Okay, but I guess it could be they like do, they do call it body shaming as like an oh, overall yes. thing, right? Yes, you're correct. Okay, so I think fat shaming is kind of slang. Probably. Yeah, fat shaming might be what skinny people call it. Right. When they're, when they're fat shaming somebody. <laughs> right, right. Hey, I'm fat shaming this guy. Hey, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm calling it by the proper name. Well, no, the slang name. <laughs> um, yeah, Body Shame Awareness Night. Please welcome our 400-pound coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's something there. And yeah, okay, right here it is, Tup, to your question earlier. One guy is is 400, and he's been training to learn all the different ins and outs of the team and the best way to coach them. And the other guy puts on all the weight. Yep. And let's, they, see who does, <laughs> let's see who does better. Are you, are you better if you know nothing about baseball, but you've been working on it for a little while? Or are you, you know, having been in the game for a while, but now you've had to focus for the past year on just putting on hundreds of pounds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be sharp. 
Right. And if at it's a, what? Like at the th- what do they even do? They don't do anything anyway. <laughs> I know. It's such <laughs> a bad measuring stick because like the worst team beats the best team all the time in baseball. In one game, it measures absolutely nothing. Yeah. So you'd have to what? And, do a whole season of this? <laughs> there's like nine coaches. None of them are doing anything. Yeah. Yep. They're just spending time together. Right. The first base like coach the guys. is the best one. Or the third base coach, even better. Like, yeah. Just they put on the uniform and like almost get on the field and stand near the guy actually doing the job and yeah. just sort of pretend like they're they're running the bases too. And I think the third base coach always thinks he's the head coach too. And because oftentimes when you come up in baseball in the high school level, uh, you know, I feel like the head coach does coach third a lot. So I think these third base coaches are like, I'm actually the coach. I'm on the field. I was there. I was on the field. You were sitting in the dugout. You're nothing. Um, and they get to you do the windmill. pound piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And then they do get to do the um, the, the very animated head home uh, arm wind. Arm yes. wind. Right. Which is right. nice. And yeah. uh, In Little League, uh, I was on a team once, and the third base coach like did the arm wind and kind of patted the runner on the back doing it and they called the kid out for uh or they, they called the situation out because the coach touched yeah. the kid interference yeah interference yep. but you know there's no interference there but well i guess it didn't technically, affect the, if the you play. shoved a kid like a shover you kind of how they have i think in japan where they shove you onto the train and you get on there faster <laughs> i think if you had a around yeah. the rounding third shoving coach <laughs> <laughs> pick up a little extra speed Absolutely. And right. then the opposing team gets their shover in the opposite direction. I think it's only, <laughs> only right. It's just right. a shoving match between two 400-pound coaches. <laughs> the pitching coach shoves the ball a little bit farther, a little bit faster down the down to the plate. Yeah. Um, they find out that being 400 pounds is actually a benefit in baseball. Everybody, <laughs> everybody does it from there on out. The game's never the same. Yeah, and, I was thinking uh, like how how can I how can you cheat at being a four hundred pound coach? Like, is there a Balco that's shoving rocks in in coaches' shoes that you're like three hundred fifty oh, yeah. pounds? Like, I need to get I can't I can't put that weight on fast enough. I need to get to that four hundred pound level. They're selling right. oh the ringers like you're saying like how they have the sixteen year old kid <laughs> on the fourteen year old team. It's like right, they're selling two hundred pound guy just you know. Yeah, just dressed up to look like a four hundred pound guy. <laughs> Pants with cement in the in the bottom of them, just trying to get over that weight limit. Right. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Because I think in the end, at every level of every competition of every thing of every time zone, Anno Domini or BC, I think you're going to have cheating. You know. Yeah, I think that's right. Cheating is is as human as uh, apple pie and and baseball itself, right? I do believe so. Yeah. Can't can't really escape cheating. I don't think. Man, you got to flip the world uh, on its ear and fix a few things. And I think even wait on cheating. Fix whole list of things to fix before cheating. <clears throat> but yeah, what other uh, what other theme nights for coaches or or players? May you know, goth night maybe. All the players dress up like goths. Some. some <laughs> What about like a like sleep deprivation night? Like everyone ah. that's playing the game has to have been up for forty eight hours straight, before, and they weren't allowed to eat anything the whole time. Oh, uh, I like that. Get get them real run down, and then 
then you see who's the best team. You know? She right. was 400 pounds at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> she was still able to yeah, maintain that 400-pound mark after two days of not eating or sleeping. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I thought you were saying uh, sleep apnea day. Where everybody's oh. got those C- CPAP masks on. <laughs> Everyone's connect, with that. connected to the dugout. And that would be good, too. Oh, just big, long tubes <laughs> from the dugout. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's not bad. Catchers. Yeah, the, the catcher's mask. I think you could. Oh, that might be a, a, a good invention, actually. That's the, I think, the way you cheat. Yeah. Well, I think half of catchers have sleep apnea anyway. They're often on the bulkier side. I think... I think it's just as much of a, or let's see, what other big jobs require masks anyway? And then you combine that into a CPAP, like Hmm. football lineman, you know, 400 pound uh, offensive tackle. Just add a CPAP mask, never take your helmet off. No, but, but I'm happy to talk it through. Okay. You mean like at a different time or something? <laughs> yeah, sometime when we're not not on microphones. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you do you redo movies with uh, slightly unkind but barely noticeable voiceovers? You know, at all? Just little uh, Andy Dufresne walked his fat ass out of Shawshank. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. It's it weird that you, nice you, piece. you mentioned yeah. that I do it with like movie titles when I'm just scrolling around through. Uh, and it's weird that you mentioned the time traveler's wife because last night I was just said the time traveler's stupid wife <laughs> when I was going through it. Not, not, a, not a funny bit at all. Just like, but yeah, just throwing a mean word into a, yeah, into the titles of movies. Do you, another good, do you know the, um, Less than Cliff's notes, but uh, the the even one sentence gist of that movie. No, I do not. No, me neither. It's... I think Rachel McAdams writes notes to uh, Eric Bana, who is, uh, and the big reveal at the end is that he's really Australian. I've been getting okay. these nights over the years from Rachel McAdams, and uh, turns out I'm Australian after all. Time traveler's wife, huh? <laughs> It's a one-man play. That's a good end. twist. Yeah, I was really Australian the whole time. <laughs> and, oh, it's time travel. Oh, right, that's why we were talking about time travelers. Why? That's how it got brought up. Uh, the Anno Domini, the BC, the uh, TYAO, all the different new submissions. PD for present day, <coughs> after COVID AC, AC Slater, um, and all the different ways to... Uh, where Freud can can get some credit taken away from him, huh, fellas? I think so. Something yeah. up nicely, yeah. The time traveler's big Chinese wife. Turns out there was a twist at the end. My wife wasn't Rachel McAdams after all. She was of a different uh, uh, heritage. uh, (laughs) From a different place in the world. 
Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> thank you, Glaze, for being on the podcast. And again, oh, it's not you. over. You just stop sometimes to say thank you. Um, <clears throat> how about this, fellas? You know, there, uh, uh, what do you call them? Um, sayings that are meant to inspire. Uh, inspirational quotes. So be the reason someone smiles today. But you may not say smile to people on the street. Smile, smile. You know, that's like, that's like catcalling. So be the reason someone smiles today, but you can't just tell them to do it. So what's that, a whole city councilman job to go around and make sure that doesn't happen? Mm. Please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on uh, what city you're in. Oh. No, I don't. I don't the city uh, councilman, city of origin. Right. So what what are we what is what is this again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you as a just, city councilman, Glaze, yeah. What are you what are you throwing down first? What does your neighborhood need? What does my neighborhood need? That's a good question. Um you know, it's hard it's hard to pinpoint one thing. A new city councilman. Yeah, I mean definitely not me. They don't need me. Uh yeah. Man, Start with just, potholes? No, no one cares about potholes anymore. Why don't they build they, cars? Yeah, what, 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 we need is, what we need is uh, we need is cars that that fill the potholes when they drive. Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, you see how you're driving. You see a pothole. You press a button, and you have to time it to fill it in. <laughs> right, it squirts out cement. cement. Yeah, yeah, that's all oh, right. And you get a little break on your uh, car tuition. If you're like, all right, if you want to be your, because you're you're a part time uh, city worker, technically, right? You get paid by the pothole, I think. Right. By, by the successful pothole, you, you get paid by the time. The timing right. is important. Why are Film. they even making roads that can get potholes anymore? Like, what's why can't they just prevent use a different material? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I think a it's scientist. planned obsolescence. Right. You know, I think potholeless roads will cancel a whole wing of the government whose job it is to go fix them. Right. All those jobs are gone. All the jobs they create, the tires that you have to use right. to replace the broken tires. But I guess just come up, I guess just create new jobs of people thinking of ways to create more jobs once that goes away. You know, just the people <laughs> pay them to uh, think about new jobs. Right, sure, at least create a bunch of jobs of people thinking about what kind of material to use for this new road. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Right, just brainstorming jobs. Right, think tanks. Yeah, oh, that's what that is. Okay, there those do exist. You, not, you land on yeah. something as absurd, and like that actually exists, and you're not like, well, the right thing though. Clearly. I'll take back having a good time thinking about it, and uh, I'll no. see to it that. No, I still enjoy it. See to it that I never truly become happy on my <laughs> own on my own dime here. Hey, a yes. lot of yes, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Shall we close on the way we always close and, uh, and acknowledge that um, a lot of Australian and British people come over and act in stuff in the United States and do a do a American accent, but American people don't go over and do uh, British and Australian accents. Close on that, and we'll edit together us all saying that together as though it's a, it was a prayer. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll say it now. Then. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. A lot of. British actors come over here and they do American accents, but not that many American actors go back 
over there and do British accents. Okay. And now Glaze? Okay. Um, you have a lot of British actors coming to America. <laughs> and, and oftentimes they're asked to do an American accent. They do, they do a very good job. But uh, sometimes in the rare case that an American person goes to over to England to star in a TV show or movie and <laughs> they uh, they are asked to do a British accent, they're torn apart for having a very terrible British accent. For example, there Peter Dinklage uh, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> and for another example, uh, Michael C. Hall in that movie, he, the TV show he was in on Netflix that I don't know what it was called, but it was written by... Um, Harlan, Harlan Coben. Coben. Yeah, yeah. And he did a British accent and everyone said it was very bad. Oh, he see I I took it as he was really British and he was uh unbritifying himself to play Dexter. No, quite the opposite. He was doing the thing oh. you said never happens. But he didn't do really? a good job at it. I I can't tell. I thought he did a great job, but the reviews said, you know, check out this guy's accent. It's terrible. Oh, and man. I didn't say the part about uh them doing a great job so i just want to say that real quick for the edit i'll say it at the same time as you yeah okay uh and they do a great great job. job they do a great job okay cool and i think what do you play them all individually then put them all together or you just smash them all together from the start e- either way i think we've paid proper tribute to uh harlan coben's storytelling style yes, yes. i don't put, plan to put this episode out so <laughs> <laughs> i do not think it matters all righty <laughs> Well, thank you to just us for having heard it live then, uh, as it was happening, <laughs> and to Glaze for uh, hanging out. Yeah, thank you. I hope it doesn't go out. Yeah. I hope that this stays between <laughs> us. <laughs> it doesn't go out. <laughs> Thanks, Glaze. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's what we're famous.